House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back to the House of Run podcast. House of Run at gmail.com is our email address. I'm Kevin, joined by Jason. On today's show, we'll be reading a bunch of emails. It's a slow week in the world of track and field. Still have a little bit of time until the next Diamond League meet. We have some national championship results coming in from other countries outside the United States. We'll chat about. Jason, are you enjoying the, are you enjoying the slow week? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, after a like a U.S. Championships, you know, that's that was obviously a really huge week, and we've been getting so many emails lately. We did two hours last week. It's probably good we get like a a shorter, yeah, slightly less busy week, and we still got a lot of emails, so we'll we'll, we'll have it like a lot of time to de- dedicate to those. Yeah, we went really long last week. Yeah, and it was hard to, hard not to though. Yeah, we wanted to get to everything because you can't say, oh, that was the first half of the USA recap. For the second half, tune in next week. Yeah, that's just, that's just it's not too far away. Yeah, it's not how it's going to work. So we will, we'll get to some emails. We will also, again, like Jason said, um, dig 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 deep into those, and then, uh, like I said, we'll talk about these national championship results, which I think were significant. I tried to find some other topics, but but nothing too big. There was one story though that we didn't talk about last week. We could have talked about last week. I'm glad we didn't because I would have pushed it over the two hour mark. <laughs> Maybe into record territory. But it comes from Mo Farah's Instagram. Mm. And the caption says, first track session in Flagstaff, hashtag Doha 10K, hashtag one mo mile, <laughs> hashtag mundane team. So obviously, Jason, this brought to my attention a very clear question. He's still sticking with the one mo mile hashtag. Yeah. What do you think about that? I, it's a good hashtag. I'm going to have to, I'm behind that. Yeah. And it's it, one thing if you go like, Hey, tracks session, like, Hey, that could be for marathons, right? Like you still run on the track and do some <laughs> speed work and stuff there, but hashtag yes. Doha 10 K that's, Oh, okay. That was it. That might be, I mean, that's not as important as one more mile. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's big. Um, yeah. I mean, how do you not get, he could just be trolling everybody, but I don't feel like he is. I think the best possible resolution is him running in the Doha World Championships. The second best resolution to this is if there happens to be a turkey trot in a city named Doha in America somewhere, maybe it's pronounced differently, and he's training for that. And that's 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 the joke. I think this means he's doing it, and it makes sense because we talked about why he should do it. Yeah. Uh, he seemed to not want to do it. Now, that would put him on a very tight schedule because he's committed to doing Chicago. So he'd do world championships, 10 K. And then a few days later do the Chicago marathon. Mm. That's a, that's a doable double though. We've yeah. seen Galen, yeah. Galen Rupp do it. I still think though, you're putting his better event first. Uh, I mean, look, I've been wrong on some comebacks before. <laughs> a la bold eaten pretty much every single one. This one, I'm proud. If he gets on the line in Doha, I mean, it's not an, a, a, an unretirement though. It's a, it's an event switch, but I'm still, I'm still beating my chest 
about it if he does it because this one was pretty clear i think early on that this was inevitable yeah we were we were on board with this i mean a lot of people were but it it made sense you know logically um he's a very good marathoner but he was the best ten thousand meter runner for close Mm -hmm. to 10 years um so that yeah this just makes sense and there's been no just obvious um successor to to his 10,000 meter crown so it's like why not like he's like i said he's a very good marathoner but no one really cares about the world championships marathon sorry it's just the way it is yeah um, they don't have to apologize for that yeah it's just just not it's the one event that doesn't really matter at worlds um and he has no chance of being the best marathoner in the world where he still has a chance of being the best 10,000 meter on the world so mm-hmm. it just makes sense and it's this is a more fun story like without question. Yes, and it puts some brand names in that ten thousand. Yeah, and that event's hard enough to get excited about because there's two ten thousands every year. Right <laughs> now, now there's one with with the guy who's what's his? He lost in seventeen. He lost the five thousand. So if you want to do his ten thousand streak, it's every. 12 on, right? 12, 13, 15. And he just got kicked in 11, right? He got out kicked in 11, so he yeah, but he won the 5k in 11. So yeah. he had the he had 10 in a row, I think. 10 out of 12. And the 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 two he missed was was the first 10,000 where he lost to Jalan and then the last 5,000 where he lost to Idris. So he's got a strong streak in the 10,000. Now, there's some there's some contenders here. Oh yeah. In in Hengelo, the Ethiopians went twenty six forty eight, twenty six forty nine, twenty six forty nine, twenty six fifty three, twenty six fifty four, twenty six fifty six, twenty seven flat. And then in Stockholm, Ronix Kiprotu ran twenty six fifty in bad weather. Yeah. I would say if Gebruet Borega and Kijelka all run that's a pretty primo top tier that you'd be trotting out. World champs, 10K is after the 5K this year for the men because what's what's tradition matter anyway? <laughs> let's just let's just host the Super Bowl on a Wednesday. Let's just <laughs> let's just put the College World Series in Cincinnati. Let's just do whatever. Yeah. Uh, those three guys are good. Those guys are good. He's obviously beaten Borrega before. He's never really raced this version of. Uh, or sorry, he's been he's been Gebruet before. He's never really raced this version of of Kajelka, and I, it, I'd even go say you know Borrega has obviously been really good the last couple of years, and Kiprutu. So it's mostly it's mostly new names, I would say, among those top tier contenders. Kenya might throw somebody in there who's who's beat before, but this is like a different a different crew here, right? What do you think of his chances? Yeah, and I, I mean, I, th- I would think after being him at the marathon for a few years now, I, like I don't think he can run twenty six fifty anymore. It, maybe I'm underselling him on that, but they're not going to run twenty six fifty. Fact at, at the I world agree. championships. Um, you know, we obviously he was he, before it, you know there was always the theory of how do you beat Mo Farah? Is it was it do you go out really mm. fast? Do you wait? And that none of it worked because he was just better than everybody. Um, now there might actually be a strategy to it. And you know, if I was one of those guys and I saw Mo Farah coming along, I wouldn't want to wait to the kick, even though he's been training for the marathon. Right. Um, 
as you mentioned, those guys are very, very good. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know you make Farah a gold medal favorite right off the bat. I still think he's a medalist for sure in the 10K. Um, mm-hmm. And if you know things break right, we haven't seen him on the track in so long. So does that is that kick still just at another level than everybody else's? Um, so he's five and zero all time versus Kijelka mm-hmm. going into seventeen, and he's five and zero all time against Gebrewet, but their last race was sixteen on the track. I'm trying to see. If he ever raced Borrega, I feel like Sorry. he's gonna. Keep, keep... Fi- I feel like he's gonna finish six, second. That's just okay. Like I don't know why. That's just in my head. Like I see him running really well, but one of those guys who are still reeling off twenty six forties or twenty six fifties, like running a really good race and maybe out kicking him. Like when it's a it's a mess, but he will still be better than most people on that day. And hey, there's. I know he's got a whole bunch of gold, so maybe silver is not quite as exciting for Mo Farah as it is for everybody mm-hmm. else. But that's still really impressive, especially, you know, years after moving up to the to the marathon. So Borrega was fifth in the 5,000 in World Champs when Farah got second that year. Okay. So they've raced. They've raced. Um, and then obviously he's a combined 10-0 and against Kajelka and Gebruet, as I said. Gebruetru just recently went onto the track, so that'll be a new experience. And then you can't count out, I keep saying it, LeMong, when you run 27-32 in a non-rabbited race and you kick as hard as he kicks, right? he's got a little ferret in him if the thing goes real slow. But I'm with you. I would say, I would say he's definitely going to get a medal, but this time I think there's just, there's enough people who are at that level. Yeah. Yeah, and, and hey, like, if everything breaks right, he he could steal gold. Like, but it's I don't think, you know, there's any world where he's a favorite right now or like Syracuse it's certainly not stealing. a <laughs> certainly not an overwhelming favorite, you know, so it's like right. there's going to be a, a group of four or five guys who are going to be going for it and maybe it'll break right and he'll be good or maybe he's still Mo Farah and he just comes around the final turn and dusts everybody and it's like, "Oh yeah, remember that guy? Yeah, he did that a lot." Um, but I think it's right. more likely that it's going to be a bunch of guys mixing it up on the last lap. He's going to kick hard. One of these guys who's still been on the track for the past couple of years is going to kick a little harder and mm-hmm. he's still going to be in good position and he's going to come out with a medal. And that's, it's pretty good. Two and zero against Borrega. A lot of these are in the same races, but we could still combine 12 and zero. but between those three, 12 and zero. Oof. Kipruchu, I would be surprised if they ever, I guess it would have been in a road race. Maybe if they ever ran together, but but I'm just getting the, word. Elia Kipchoge is running the 10,000. <laughs> How great of a troll would that oh be? Oh my God. Be amazing. Just, and I'd still be just, like, like literally if he's like, I'm running the 10 K, like how scared would you be to pick against Elia Kipchoge even in 10 K oh, right now? Yeah. I would you know what? I wouldn't terrible. be scared because I'd pick him to win gold because I'd be, <laughs> that's how scared of, I'd be of him. I'd be, um, can you compare, compare this to, to another, person hypothetically coming back like what what is this what's the nearest comparison Ooh, okay uh, that's a good what's question comp? it's so something that's actually happened no okay it could be something that hasn't yet. oh okay because it, it's not usain bolt levels because i mean you could say he left he left left yeah and, and you could say like hey farah is you know was close to his just as dominant i mean without i guess he didn't have the world records but he was consistently as dominant in his event as bolt was like mm-hmm. just throughout, but, but Bolt was just another level of just 
fame and dominance and everything. Um, man, that's a, it's a really good question. I'm trying to think of who else would really fit the Farah comparison here. I mean, I mean is it, is it Michele all of a sudden joining like the marathon or something like that? Yeah. But it's and even that he's coming, you know, it wasn't Bekele going back to the 5K, 10K, which was his, you know, where he held the world record and he was, you know, the best ever. It was yeah. him doing a different event. So this is, this is, it's, it's hard to think of someone who kind of moved on and then came back. Michael Jordan? Uh, <laughs> we only talk about track and field on the show. That's true. Yes. Yeah. 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 I guess it would be if, I don't. I mean, a lot of people like leave the steeplechase and then go back. But this is. I mean, this is someone who won ten golds. Yeah, so I mean, start, there's there's a small there, there's a small group that you can even include in that kind of dominance. Or BF Kipchoge came back, really? Yeah, right. Like and ran like I want to run the world championships five thousand. I mean, it would like, be. That's, <laughs> yeah, and then the only. I mean, oh god. Like I mean, Kipchoge. You know, I know he's going to do a you know another marathon, more marathons, and he's, he should do it. But man, how great would it be if just he sees Farah do this and he goes, <laughs> "All right, why not?" And just just said and just decided to run the ten k. You know why not? Because he's got to run under two hours in the Enios one fifty nine challenge. That's true. A couple weeks later, that that is good, happening, which I'm very good excited about. Though. And I'm excited that's happening so he can still run London, hopefully, in uh, 2020 when I can watch him. Yeah. And Ooh, uh, yeah. and my wife can watch him. Who Her birthday was yesterday, so she just found out about the London trip. Shout out to Johnny. Oh, how'd that go? She was very, very excited. And even when I told her that we had a London marathon to watch and a and some <laughs> listeners to meet up with. Um, she No, she was thrilled. She like really wants to go to London and... We're we're also going to do Belgium and Amsterdam. I don't know if we if I thrown that you know after I talked to her. Um, oh, but we're going to be in London for for a good part of it, and she's she's very excited. And she's like, yeah, yeah, well, let's let's meet up with some listeners. That'll that'll be fun. So we'll we'll you know have to do that. I hope they don't disappoint. No, there's oh. no chance. It, there's a much greater chance of me disappointing than the listeners disappointing. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I just yeah we we get a lot of London emails, so hopefully they'll they'll show up when you need them the most because. Guys, you got to make Jason look cool in front of his wife. <laughs> That's true. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking London Marathon Day. Like, we'll we'll find a spot to meet up after the the marathon, and yeah, grab a pint. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Speaking of Europe, we had some big time European Championship action. Not the European Championship, but individual countries in Europe. Yes. Competing in their own national championships. Uh, Constance Klosterhofen, fourteen twenty six. Whew. In a race where she did not need to run fourteen twenty six, <laughs> yeah. In the German Championships, she won by almost a minute. Oof. Broke the German record by sixteen seconds. Uh, this IWF release says it was fourth on the European All Time list. I mean, come on, guys! Like European All Time list? Like how does that? Uh, I've already I've already said my piece about Continental Championships. We don't need to go back down that road. It's like. <laughs> Well, Hassan is one, two, and three, right? Well, here's a random connection of countries that you're number four on. (laughs) All right, cool. Uh, What's crazy about this is I just still have a hard time seeing how she medals. Yes, she is is extremely good. Uh, And she has been really good for a couple years now. Like, she's been a name 
for for a few years now. Uh, it's just and fourteen twenty six like she, yeah, like yeah, that'll put, that puts you in the conversation for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it it's like I I look at the race and I go, yeah, she's probably gonna finish fourth or fifth. Like right, and, and right. hey, she she could sneak in there and finish third, and she's still really young. I think she's like twenty two or something like that. Um, so it's like she, she could easily get there. But yeah, it's 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 brutal. Like I mean, because if an American runs fourteen twenty six, that'd be fast. We go be the record. Hey, they have a really good medal opportunity, and so does Klosterhoven. Like, and she is twenty two, so she'll be yeah. she'll be in contention, and she should be in contention for a few years. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's a real like women's distance is is really really tough right now. Obiri. This she's year she's saying, four- Hassan, run that 10-15. Do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right? So, Beery ran 14-20 this year. Tirop ran 14-20. Hassan ran 14-22 in that race. And then Coco is the only other one under 14-30. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, she's she's on that it's list. She's not going to be a 14-30 race, though. No, so not, I, I, not by any means. But she's And she's stuck her nose in there on yeah, Diamond Leagues yeah. over and over where she's finished third. Or four, you what know, a, like so. She's. It, what it would not be crazy for her to finish to, to to steal a bronze. I, I'd be legitimately shocked if she won, like if yeah. she got a gold medal. But like, I, I yeah, like it's it's certainly possible she she could steal a steal a bronze medal. It's been a good year. Those four times I mentioned are the eleventh, twelfth, seventeenth, and then the fourteen twenty six is in the high thirties. Wow, all all time. Yeah. And that's not something we see get – I mean, we'll see maybe one person run in the top, you know, 15 to 20 yeah. every year usually. But to have to have a group do that, that's that's really good. And with – yeah, we still won't see 1420s at the Worlds. But we could see – Is it the Sif and Hassan effect? kind of realistic, like kind of fast still. How much credit does Sif and Hassan deserve for this on a scale of all of it to just pretty much most of it? Uh more than all of it somehow actually she's 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 responsible for everything yeah okay in norway responsible for jenny simpson's 2011 gold medal i don't know how but it's (laughs) yeah uh well she's partially responsible for the the 1500 being so awesome i think we could say that right absolutely responsible for gazebe de baba's 350 world record because remember she stuck with it through 1200 she did she and then lost by six seconds (laughs) She put it all out there. She, she's, you know, you want her in the race, whether it's yes. she's going to run the time or she's going to get somebody else to. Uh, here's Klauser Hoffman's quote. I already had good memories of this blue track after last year's European Championship, so I wanted to come here and enjoy the competition. All right. A blue track. That's, a blue track. Yeah. I bet she's a big Boise State football fan, too. That's what I was thinking. She should wear blue, and then they can't see her. Uh, I, I didn't set out to break the record, but I wanted to run as fast as I could. Well, there you go. Yeah, she That's, wanted that. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. Hassan record. Let's go to Norway. Like I said, Warholm, Ingebrigtsen. It was all there. Warholm, 47-43. Three times sub 47-5 this year. Pretty good, Including 47-1. I mean, he is, he is every bit. And he's, he's been running more often than Samba and Benjamin. Yeah. Um, and he's looked extremely sharp. I mean, there's, there's, there's no better one, two, three, maybe women's 15 
but like mm-hmm. this is this is right up near the top as far as like depth and like just and then to mention like three guys who could legitimately take a run at a world record like that's that's an insane like just amount of riches in that event right now well right now yeah it's that and the women's four hurdles i think yeah in terms of historical greatness women's 1500 because but you can't really name the three people that you'd settle on it's like five yeah so it's it's the big five it's and you don't know and you don't know who's going to show up and who's going to run what either yeah so if it's you had if you had the best of the women's best, 15 though. is still probably the event like i just if you say you can watch one event because it'll be the most exciting to watch unfold and see what happens but yeah. if for a special time or you know something like that, it it could, yeah, it, the the high I'm the just, low hurdles. I just am wondering what's going on with Samba. If we're going to see him, yeah, that's I mean that's huge. All of a sudden, you know, he's he was going into the season. You could say he was maybe the favorite. You know, like Benjamin had obviously been very good, but I'd still say Samba was was a slight favorite. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you know, Benjamin's looked good this year. Uh, Warholm has all of a sudden just jumped up a level and been, yeah. you know, he is easily joined that group. So this is, yeah, right. Samba, Samba's got, he has to be, he can't even just be like, oh, he needs to show up. It's like, if he just shows up, he's going to finish third. You know, the last time Samba ran a 400 meter hurdle race this year? I don't. May 18th. Wow. He ran a flat 400 on July 12th in Monaco. That's right. But that's it. But there's Diamond League. There's three more Diamond League 400s. Two, two in the, I guess you'd call it regular season, with Birmingham and Paris and the Diamond League final. Mm. This thing is backloaded. It's not just good at the beginning and then fizzles out. It's good and it gets better and better and better and better. It's like Breaking Bad, basically, as an event. <laughs> it, it just builds on itself. It's going to be sensational. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope he gets right because, yeah, I want to see those three guys pushing each other to just something absurd where two of them break the world record in the same ways. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Three of them break the world record? Yeah, just like, please, like, give me that so we can feel Man. really bad for the third guy. <laughs> Hashtag only in the world, not USA. Uh, Inga Britsons, they rolled. Well, actually, one more on Warholm. He also won the Open Four, 45-54. for good measure. Yeah, pretty good. Ingebrigtsen's, let's see. Jacob won the 1,500 by eight seconds, which is a total normal thing to do. Uh, Philip won the 800, and Henrik took the 5,000. Did they just draw straws before the race? Before, like, the meet, I mean? I'm guessing, but you'd put Henrik in the five, and then you'd put Jacob in the 15. Yeah, but Philip wouldn't run the eight. I mean, that's like, he just had to go, like, I just want a title, guys. Like, I don't want to be the one. Well, right. He's not going to run. Yeah, he's not going to run. If the goal is family points to get the family title, then you spread them out over three. three Because he's running the 15 or the five. But. Philip? Yeah, he won't run the eight. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I I think, I I think Philip's for sure. If I had to guess, I think Philip's running the 15 and that's it. I think Jacob's running both, and I think Henrik's running the five. Yes, that's what I would. That's what I would guess right now. Agreed. But I don't I, know. I appreciate that they I'm all took a, took a championship home. Like I think that's fun. Yeah. Again, and they probably might, were might tired well, right? of one person getting. What's that? I said, and you might as well, right? I mean, if you just go, yeah, I could run the fifteen, and then Philip's going to outkick me, and that's going to suck. So I'll run yeah, one forty-eight running... and somehow win the eight hundred. 
You're because you're running in the no disrespect, but you're running in the Norwegian Championship. Well, I, I know. Would he have won the California State Meet? I'm not sure. One forty-eight. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I could look that up. That <laughs> it's well, Norway has less population than California. No, absolutely. But it's just like it's kind of. I mean, and I think Phil can run faster than one forty-eight. What do you against Norway, Jess? <laughs> Love Norway. I want to go. All these you brothers are, here. You're listening. I want to just. I want to have three kids and have them all be amazing. <laughs> And people hurdling and stuff, and they're wearing Viking helmets. Just incredible. All right. That's pretty much it for the news of the week. I'm not seeing anything else here that we need to discuss. Uh, We're recording this on a Monday afternoon, we should say. So if there is running news that we missed, I apologize. I'll look look through one more time to see. You you could tweet at us at emergency pod after the inevitable happens. But (laughs) yeah. Yeah, we got nothing else here, really. So let's go to email. Houseofrun at gmail.com is the email address. Yep. Let's start first with a message from Zach. Yeah. In Washington. I think this is my second or third email. I listen every week, but try to only write in if I have something of substance to be read on the show. My older brother swims at the collegiate level and has the same level of interest in swimming that I have in track and field. The reason I bring this up is because the FINA, equivalent of IAAF, World Athletics slash Earth Sports, World Swim Championships were on a few weeks ago and we discussed the methods for qualifying for the World Championships in each of our respective events. During this conversation, I learned that the World Swimming Championships started on July 12, 2019. The Phillips 66 USA Swim Championship started on July 28, 2019. This confuses me as USA's is the qualifying meet for the World Championships. My brother then informed me that the US Championships that happened last week was to qualify for next year's World Championships. What? It's kind of like that soccer thing where you're always qualifying for a tournament that's three (laughs) years away. That means if you qualify for Worlds at that US Swim Meet, the one from last week, you have to wait a full 11 months until you compete in the World Championships next July. This, of course, leads to all sorts of silly shenanigans, like the second fastest man in the world being unable to compete because he missed the U.S. Championships 11 months ago. Sorry to contaminate this podcast that talks exclusively about running (laughs) with talk of this competitive version of our cross-training, but I thought it would interest you to know that it isn't just our sport that has incompetent buffoons deciding the rules. Great podcast. How do I get a shirt? That is Zach. Uh, To get a shirt, you either just go to our website, all the, the three new designs are there, and they're fantastic. I've ordered mine. It took me way too long, but I've ordered two of them. Um, it's in the show notes. It's in the show they're in the show notes. The or you yeah. you know win some sort of contest, and then we send you one three years after uh, we the fact. Do, um, <laughs> and we do one contest every f- two years. Yeah. And so you're probably better off spending like the $17 um, free Amazon which, how, shipping. How much that. money do we make off of that, Jason? Zero dollars. We are not good at monetizing anything. Not at Again, all. We're almost up to 500 episodes, and, and we're, we're still not making any money. So uh, I don't know if that makes you feel better or worse about buying the shirt, but you should buy a shirt. But they're good shirts. They're nice. So. Yes. I'm wearing Easy Double right now. Nice. I've got mine in I'm the wearing, mail. I'm um, wearing an orange Easy Double shirt. Sorry. Go ahead. No. this. So I mean, this. So I don't follow the world of professional swimming. Um, not a huge swimming fan, mainly because I'm really bad at it. Um, but this is insane. Like, this is... This is absurd. Like, even if you're a swimming fan, and that's fine if you are. Like, hey, they're, they're, it's not that different from running. I could understand how you'd like both. 
this is absolutely crazy to have an 11 month in advance qualifying meet. Mm-hmm. Like what? No, it's, no one can defend it's this, right? This is just bad design. And yeah. guess what? It's swimming, so you could literally have it anytime you want because it's indoors in a pool. Yeah, there's no reason to to have this. Like, there's no like, uh, well, we got pushed out because of water polo practice. Like, that's all <laughs> you've got. The Phillips sixty six U.S. Championships <laughs> been proposed because Timmy's birthday. Ah, uh, they turned into Adult Swim, and not everybody was of age. <laughs> we had a pool break during the hundred meter butterfly, so we just couldn't do it. I kid because I love swimming. Yeah, you're you used to swim, and your brother is you know does the triathlon and is a big swimmer. So like, I, I'm not hating on it. It's just this is absurd, and yeah. there's no defense for it. I don't. When I was swimming myself, I was never following it this closely to know about this. The only thing I knew about was the Olympics and the Olympic trials. And I'm pretty sure the Olympic trials happened before the Olympics. Although maybe that team was sent based on a qualification meet for me years earlier. <laughs> and I just never knew. It's very possible. We might know. We might know it? Tokyo two years ago. Phelps is actually yeah. already on the team. He didn't even realize it. Well, I guess the lesson here is it could always be worse. And when we quibble about scheduling things, yes, they're annoying, but they're small on the grand scheme of things. Right. Now I'm talking about, I'm going to talk about the timing of when the meet happens, not the meet itself. Cause I still don't understand why the men's hundred and 200 need to no, be. No, there's no excuse for that. The, That's as inexcusable as five, having your trials a year early. First five days and you have both sprint events done. Insane. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. Next up is, Anderson from New York City, now living in Japan. Oh, drink. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you think athletes who already have a bye to Worlds should be required to give an honest effort at USA's? Some people have noted Christian Taylor fouling and Corey Carter jogging the 200 as a bit of a bad look for the sport. Some have even said that Taylor should have competed since his event is potentially on the Diamond League chomping block. And it would have been good to, quote, promote his event. In my opinion, it shouldn't matter since the number one goal is Worlds and Olympics and the USA's is just a stepping stone to that. Extra travel, risking injury, et cetera, shouldn't be mandatory. Thanks, as always, for the great show every week. That is Anderson. Once Here's my thought on this. Yeah. Once you give someone a bye into a World Championships or another event, that means it's a bye. That means it's a free pass in. Yeah. There should be no strings attached. The moment you attach said strings, you end up with situations like this, which are completely avoidable. And it creates a distraction that doesn't need to be there. Oh, is Gatlin going to run the next round or is he not? Right. Oh, he he ran the semi. Is he going to show up in the final? Who knows what he's going to do? No, we all know that he has a free pass to Doha. So he sits this one out because he earned it and we can focus on everybody else. That's it. I don't begrudge anybody for like I don't begrudge Corey Carter for doing a stride out in the 200, even though she qualified in the 400 hurdles wearing trainers. Doesn't matter because she didn't need to do that. And the goal is Worlds in the Olympics. The problem is the rule that they have to show up. Now, I get that. Oh, we want to have our big stars show up at the meet, but if they're just doing this, it's pointless. And there's plenty of other big stars there who don't have a buy that you can get excited about. It's not like everybody's going to be a world champion and have a bye there. 
So there's always going to be people that you can talk about and discuss. This just creates a sideshow. They talked about an on. You have to give an honest effort. No, who's defining yeah, what honest effort dangerous. is? Yeah, that's just a slippery slope. Again, this is track and field. There's hard and fast rules to it. It's pretty easy uh, to determine. And when you throw words like honest effort in there, which are inherently subjective, you're going to have problems. No, shouldn't have to run. If they want to run, that's fine. Obviously, they can they can run and compete. And like Emma Coburn had to buy. She showed up and race. That's fine. Shouldn't have to do it. Yeah, you absolutely should not have to do it. A buy is a buy, and you know I, it bums me out when they don't. Like, I sorry, New England Patriots, you got a buy in the first <laughs> round of playoffs, but you still have to show up to Kansas City, steal all their plays, but not at full speed. Like, let's steal all their plays like half speed, and then you can show up again next week. Yeah, it, no, I mean exactly. Like, it, it you absolutely should not have to, and it's just, it, it, you know, it, it's it's selfish for me. I want, of course, them all these people to run because in a yeah. lot of cases they are the best or among the best athletes at their event. So it's more exciting if they actually do run. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's the finals much more exciting if Gatlin's running against Coleman. That's obvious. Like I just wish that was the case. Um, yeah. Yeah. You earned a buy. That's, that's your right to do. I just, I say, yeah, of course. Like I want them to run and I think it's cool that they do when they do run and then Emma Coburn does run, but of course you don't have to. There's a long list of people who didn't have it. Plenty of people to talk about who didn't have it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's you know, I I think, and hey, I'm not a professional runner. Obviously, never have been. I think it could be beneficial to run a super super high quality meet against mm-hmm. some of the best competition in the world. But yeah, that's you know that they they know their training plan and everything else better than I do. And jo- Justin Gatlin would never run against an actual competitor for gold medal unless he absolutely has to. Right, but yeah, I don't blame him for no, that. No, no, that—that's—that's that's his right. Yeah, get get the money, man. I don't, like that's what I'm saying. Just don't introduce it in there. You could still focus on Coleman. Well, how fast is Coleman going to go? And then the other two spots that are available. There's plenty of other stuff there. I just creating this whole to guessing go game. Go to the meet, but not actually. Uh, oh, and just go around in the crowd and get ex- make people excited and hand out pennants. And uh, jerseys and stuff like that. <laughs> you have to check in at at least three places on Foursquare. Yes. Wherever the meet is. Is Foursquare still a thing? I have no idea, but yes. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, though, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. You have to go. Here's a, another way to do it. You have to go to the host city and participate in at least one escape room, and then you can go. <laughs> All for this. Yes. There's a flag at midfield in the stadium and at some point it doesn't matter when but it has to be during the main competition window you have like a gold pass to go out there but you have to run to midfield grab the flag that's where your buy is your buy is in the flag you have to go get it retrieve it while Reese Hoffa tries to tackle you yeah that's fair that's in, in a bear suit yeah I think we I think saw, there's creative think ways they can it. do this or what if they all line up at the hundred meter start line, and they run and and they just do like a, a wave to the crowd and jog thing, like a a, a victory lap, mm-hmm. and at the end it's just someone handing out the buys. Ooh. So they're like, ladies and gentlemen, the wild cards. 
That'd be good. Uh, yeah. Who doesn't get excited for that? You should have, yeah, and you should have, like, the top, you know, three, the podium for the top three, and there should be a bi podium that gets to oh. stand next to that so people, so people know. What about, like, full-on, full-on Amazing Race thing? Ooh. So they're going to get it anyway, but then they give, like, a cash bonus to whoever finds their buy first. You should have to do a zip line from the announcer's booth into, yeah, into yeah, the yeah, center yeah. of the track, like American Gladiators. Yes. And then beat yes. Laser in the joust. All right, let's go to Marshall. Yeah. I've been considering why there have been so many dawdling and dismal men's 15 meter races the last couple of years. Us too. Unfortunately, my limited research has identified the root cause being the absence of Asbel Kiprop. With Kiprop in the race, he was willing to push the pace once the rabbit stepped off the track and lead the rest of the field to fast finishes. Not always, though. No, there but sometimes he, he was the ultimate wild card. Yes. Because he, he got the wild card at mid, uh, mid-track. Yeah, he, he could run 326. He could start in last place. But he was always interesting. Mm-hmm. Outside of Kenyon Trouser Olympics World's rounds, Kiprop's result from 2012-2016 were consistently between 326 and 334 in the 1500. And multiple miles between 341 and 350, 349 and 351. In doing so, he elevated everyone else in those races to fast times. With the above being said, Kiprop's use of EPO and other drugs allowed him to achieve these results. Race in, race out. Since Kiprop was not so graciously banned, we have not had anyone step up and replace him. Also, while I know that a number of the clean athletes, clean in quotes, are glad Kiprop is gone, there are a number of people who would probably... I've never ran as fast as they did without Kiprop. Much like Semenya, Kiprop forced everyone else to run faster. Without him, we just have slower times. This is an interesting analysis. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't thought about it. On another note, Brandon with two A's story from last week from the Pittsburgh half was hilarious. I'm racking my brain, and while I have had several runs with elites over the years, none of them can compete with his epic tail. Maybe I will have something next week. Again, that's a tough double to match, the throw up and then collapse on the ground. So good. Finally, is there any way we could get a House of Run music album on iTunes with all of Scooter's classics? I would pay to listen to the House of Run lead-in, <laughs> Diamond League, World Record, American Record, etc. on a consistent basis. I might have some copyright issues with that. Mm. Uh, that that's Marshall. If you if you really writing. want one, just email us and say, hey, can you send me the MP3? Because I got you. Oh, yeah. Because, again, yeah, you I have like don't a... want to make money off this show. I want to <laughs> not do anything. I want to I lose money. When my son asks me in a few years... How I spent a good chunk of my 20s and 30s. I want to tell him I was talking to Uncle Jason about track. Brian, the emailer formerly from Raleigh, but now from Pennsylvania. He's got two emails here. Yeah, no, it's okay. Crunk is certainly not dead. He says, Bobby Goulet has done it again. That might have been his best work yet. Certainly my favorite. Kevin, who was your favorite interview at USA's? Noah Lyles is always great. I like Ben Blankenship's post-race interview with special guest Grant Holloway. Yeah, that was funny. Raleigh's Sir Walter Myler was this past Friday. I was glad to see Corey McGee bounce back from the DQ at USA's to win the women's race. For anybody that's never been to this race, I highly recommend it. One of the best of the year. P.S. I work in insurance. When one of our customers goes online for a quote, we call it firming up. Ooh. When we revert the online quote, when I first started, I called it firming down on more than one occasion. Yeah, I overheard somebody on the phone saying firming up this week, and I thought, yeah, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> Close, guys. But. Favorite interview. That's a good one. Favorite interview. Which one was my favorite? Yeah, you actually did the interviews. I mean, this the single quote of Paul Chalimo, I'm not here to pay you know, to paste the, the 
uh, Bowman Track Club is the best quote, quote of the meet. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, I didn't actually interview someone. You actually were around for a lot of these, so. Yeah. Laos is good. I didn't do the Laos interview, but I was standing next to him and just watching the spectacle. I think that counts. Is, yeah, it's a bunch of fun. Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm partial to English Gardner just with the with the mm, quotes that she good. drops. Yeah, they're 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 remarkable. Blankenship's was funny because you don't think of Holloway and Ben Blankenship getting along. Yeah, that's or like being or just being like knowing each other even. Well, it was weird too because he's like, yeah, but like Ben Blankenship has like a very he's a funny guy, he's a very dry sense of humor. He's like we've been working together, you know. I'm helping him with his his uh, his endurance. He's helping with the speed. But I almost wanted to say, like, no, no, seriously, like, do you? Because Grant walked up behind him and just slapped him on the back and stared at him and said, good shit, man, and then walked off. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, like, Blankenship's been around for a while, and he's, yeah, middle distance, as we know. Grant Holloway is just got out of college, and yeah. he's a high hurdler. A junior in college. Yeah, like, so junior it's, like, th- th- like, they couldn't be, like, further away from each other. Like, there's, there's, there's like, no reason to, for them to even know each other, really to be like yeah. buddies but i love that they are that's awesome he's a hurdler with the world at his feet <laughs> he was a middle distance runner with nothing to lose or so they thought coming to cbs this fall <laughs> here's tom in connecticut with all the talk about matching kits i was surprised no one mentioned what renault lavillanie was wearing at the monaco diamond league a kit with his name on the back <sighs> i was shocked to see I him flying this. over the bar and coming down last name first of course he wasn't the only Lavillanie in the contest, so that was a bit helpful. His bib had his first name on it. Also had a pretty cool logo on the front that, as far as I can tell, is his alone. It appears to be the word air with a vaulter going over the bar as the eye. What other track actions do you want to see incorporated into logos? I'd buy a singlet with Kajelka pulling down Borrega's shorts <laughs> on it in a second. I'd buy a... Remember when Kajelka slammed the flowers at Milrose? Oh, yeah. By .01? I could just do a whole Kajelka theme. Almost like a Banksy, like, throwing the flowers thing. Um, yeah. He attached the pictures of Vanilla, uh, La Villanae. Uh This is yeah. fantastic. This is, I don't know how I missed this, but, yeah, he's got an actual, like, you know, it's a skin-tight T-shirt type thing made of, sure, of some body suit. special body suit. material. Yeah. Oh, I guess it is all one piece. I thought it was a separate short pants. Um but it's got the name on the back that's not safety pinned to him, but actually printed on the back. The logo is fantastic. Like this is a good this would be a good t shirt. Like I'd buy a non skin tight regular t shirt version of this. <laughs> Gotta there's no reason to skin tight. that everybody else shouldn't have some version of this. Like this is this mm-hmm. is, is exactly what I'm talking about. So I I sorry, I don't know how I missed it. Mm-hmm. It's a good kit. It's fantastic. It's very, very it's, it's like this is it's not hard. Like these are professional. These are the best athletes in the world, and we're having them safety pin things. Like I get we do that in high school. That's fine, but we we got to be better. Let's go to Liam and Shetland. Yeah, an update after last week. Shetland won the inner county football against Orkney. What in a penalty shootout? They were after- from what I understand, they were going into this. They were kind of underdogs. They got killed last year. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was very satisfying given Shetland didn't play well and only equalized in the 96th minute when an Orkney player scored an inexplicable oh, own goal. Classic Orkney. Classic. Yeah, I was going to say, beat Orkney. He took it literally. <laughs> also, Scottish First Minister Nicola Sturgeon was there holding a Shetland flag, 
Some might claim she was up campaigning for her party's candidate in the upcoming by election, but I think we all mean she's just being swept up in the Beat Orkney movement. I was always a big Sturgeon more, fan. On a well, I don't. You got to be careful these That's days. Fair. I, don't what the, I, I I don't know what the, the term Scottish first implies here. <laughs> that could have some some dark dark uh, connotations. Uh, on a more topical point, does any other sports governing body work as hard to exclude one of its biggest stars as Earth Games does to exclude Caster Semenya? Who would win an 800 Semenya in bowling shoes or any given IWF administrator on a bike? Yeah, we didn't talk about. I guess we could have talked about this this week. We just mentioned in passing last week the Swiss court upholding the IWF ban. Yeah. Yeah, it, of Semenya. I think, she, and the way she's been tweeting, it's pretty much over at this point. So we 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 have seen the last of Semenya in the eight hundred. So I'm not going to obviously uh, I'm not going to delve too far into Nicola Sturgeon's uh, politics here, but I, I this I, this is what comes up first on the Wikipedia. Uh, Scottish politician who is currently serving as the fifth and current first minister of Scotland, which is like a position, and so she's yeah. part of the Scottish National Party, um, which is apparently. Uh, social democratic political party in scotland um she's the first woman to hold the position so okay seems seems good i'm, I'm okay throwing my support behind nicola sturgeon for now some of our listeners want to say i'm, me, I'm just, just say I'm, I'm just saying be careful man wrong, then that's okay but i'm just i'm just saying be careful i'm looking for i don't, I don't, I don't know. see there's no scandal sle- section of wikipedia so far which is a good sign i'm clicking on political views here uh yeah, I just don't want to say anything. Let's see. Let's keep scrolling here. I just I hear the word first there, and I get I get a little worried. That's all I'm saying. I, I say anyway. that's the position. It's not the uh, not like where her where she stands oh, or something like that. She's the oh, first minister of Scotland. Like that's oh yeah oh, it's not called Scotland first. No, no, no. She like I said, she's part of the Scottish National Party. Is her actual okay. party affiliation, but the first minister of Scotland is the leader of the Scottish government. The first minister okay. chairs the Scottish cabinet and is primarily responsible for the formulation, development, and presentation of Scottish government policy. Okay, sorry, I wasn't listening. No, that's okay. I'm just you know, just throwing it out there. Okay, I'm, I'm curious. She's campaigned against replacing the Trident nuclear weapons system. Um, well, I, I campaigned saw on women's rights and gender equality. I'm glad she's against that. Yeah. Women's rights and gender equality, self-described feminist. So this is good. Hey, stick to not talking about running, guys. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to talk about the first, you know, uh, first minister of Scotland. That's just the way the yeah. way this goes. Okay, what were, where were we on though? We were talking about was it Liam? Yeah, Liam. Oh, Semenya. Yes, yeah, Semenya. That's right. Sucks. I'm against it. Still against. Yeah, she, like, I mean, he's right. Like, how, how? Like, trying so hard to keep out a, you know, obviously, like, and say, I, I, I don't know how many people. I'm sure there are some terrible people, but like, who are actually against Semenya in like a personal way, or like has anything actually mm-hmm. bad to say about Semenya? Because right. that seems very difficult for me. Like, she seems uh, extremely likable and extremely talented. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm against it too, and it's you know, she's very good for the sport, so. Uh, we we've go. been down that road. Let's go to our next emailer. And it is going to be Brandon. Two A's. Yeah. Formerly from Delaware, now residing in Pennsylvania. Drink. 
Uh-oh, in a wild finish that could not have been predicted by Nostradamus himself, there was no winner named in the 2019 Tour de France. That's right, Jason and Kevin. After a grueling 23-day race consisting of 21 rides and 2,200 miles, the greatest cycling race the world has bothered to pay attention to has ended in a crazy 176-way tie. <laughs> after mess discussion, the Amateur Sport Organization, or ASO for short, has decided that they will turn to the most trustworthy an admirable federation to decide what to do next. Unfortunately, when Athletics Kenya turned them down, they had to settle with the next best option. The now joint ASO World Athletics Organization, which we will call ENIS, E-N-N-I-S, even now nobody cares that much about cycling, I mean seriously, is now discussing plans to design a stage 22 for the Tour de France, which will be a one-mile running race down Le Passage de Gois, a famous French road, which is stick to politics, not pronunciation, which c- completely submerged in water twice a day. It's real, and it would be an awesome race. Ooh, My okay. question to you both is as follows. How many of these runners will break five, and what is the fastest time run? Ooh. Will the constant fear of being underwater attribute to the, fa- the times? While I understand that there are no Tom Brady, I believe that greater than 75% of these athletes are capable of breaking the barrier based on their fitness alone. Even after 21 days of cycling, fun fact, Canadian pro cyclist Mike Woods, who was in the tour and tied for first with the other 175 <laughs> competitors, ran a sub four mile as a teenager. That's all. Keep calm. And Wade Van Niekerk, that's Brandon with two A's. Is this actually like a true thing that happened with the tour? I don't know. What's... <laughs> no, it was not a 176-way tie. Because like, you, you could have had me believe in it. I, I, I clicked on this link, which has the road that disappears underwater twice a day. Which pretty crazy is right? really cool um looks amazing actually uh yeah as far as breaking five i mean yes a, a, a much greater percentage of tour de france riders would break five than literally any other sport yeah i would guess yeah right i mean like, i feel pretty good about that um they i mean that i feel like they'd actually all be better at like even long you know obviously 10k marathon distances than they would be at the mile Seventy-five percent seems high, right? But like, I I feel like all of oh, you know, like ninety something percent would be enough, like low low to mid fives, like pretty easily. Like someone just might not have the speed to like, right? Take up that next next notch. But what do you think the fastest one goes? There's got to be somebody in there who runs four thirty ish. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, like there's somebody in there who who translates to running even better and probably has some running background. Um, I right. wouldn't be surprised if they get in the, even the four twenties or so anything faster than that seems unlikely. Even four twenties is obviously very fast. Um, but yeah. yeah, I would say if I had to say who, who would go under five, uh, I'll go closer to like 55%, just over halfway. What about the water element? Well, yeah. So that's, that's interesting. I mean, if you actually have to run through water, this number is going down because that's, that's a little more difficult. Um, and if you're running through sand, which I can't tell if this is made of sand or what's happening. It kind of looks like it is, but it's hard to tell. Right. Um, if you run through sand, uh, 2% break five, maybe mm-hmm. at best, because it's really hard to run fast at like a, a fast pace in sand. I agree. But I want to go on a run on this road, even though I don't run really anymore. Yeah, this might be a bad one, because if something goes wrong, you I could get in swimming too, the water. So yeah, it's been yeah. really bad for me. Uh, we got a couple more here. Ben J. Yeah. From California. Formerly from nowhere else because I've lived in California my whole life. It's a pretty great state. First time emailing. Yeah. First time emailing the show, but I've been listening since early May. Love your guys' work. I have a question regarding world champs. 
what would your ideal relay teams be for the U.S. in both the 4x1 and the 4x4? Mm. In addition, which are the relay teams in the world pose threats to the U.S.? Because with the baton drops aside, we are seemingly <laughs> invincible. Yep. P.S. for all four years. My high, sc- oh, high school, my entire team said states. Mm. And you're in from California. California? Wow. Yeah, I don't buy that. Well, they say CIF out there. We're in California. Um, yeah, you have to follow up with this. Yeah, that's. you may think you're from California, Ben, but <laughs> I have news for you. Uh, okay, ideal relay teams for the U.S. is men, women. Women are tough in the four by well, both oof. are tough because I don't know if what's going to happen with Felix. Uh, women's four by one. I'm guessing it's just it's going to be the, the 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 three that made it, and then you're going to throw. Uh, I mean, then you have a pool of three more to use. I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but Jamaica Jamaica will be the women's four by one favorite because they have yes, definitely Elaine Thompson and Fraser Price. Women's 4 by 4 like we talked about last week, I would think you'd put Muhammad on there. I would think you'd put Sydney, Sydney on yeah. there. I would think you'd put uh, Wembley yeah. there as well. <sighs> Who's that fourth spot? And then prop, and then well, Phyllis Francis, she's the rain, she got the yeah, bye. That, at, no, yeah, that's at, true. At, in Des Moines. She found it, and I, I would. she's been running 50 low. I don't see anybody who could challenge the women, even though they haven't had a huge year. Yet, Shawnee Miller is only one person, so I don't know if anybody could challenge the four by. Yeah, the women's four. I mean, four for the women. They still should be the favorites, but man, it wouldn't shock me if somehow they got beat because I feel like the U.S. women have. I mean, they've been dominant historically in this, but like they've also gotten beat when they had a better team than this. Like that's right. So like that's right. Like yeah. there, there, there. You have someone like a Shawnee Miller who could split a forty-eight high, and. Okay, maybe you have three other women who can run fifty point, but how many of the women on the U.S. team do you feel confident run forty nine, even break fifty? You know, so like that one, I think the U.S. women are a small favorite, but I'm not super confident in them, even just because weird stuff happens. Um, Yeah, and if you have the best runner running anchor and has to close ten meters, uh, it's scary. Um, The men, both I just don't see it. I I don't see who it would be favorites. I mean. It's baton or not. What do you do? Yeah, I, I think the men will run Norman, Curly, Benjamin, and then the fourth spot would be up for grabs. Yeah, that's. I'm just trying to think who who would I feel good about the best about in that fourth spot. Well, I think. Well, let's let's go back to the let's go back to the 400 at. At USA's, yeah, Nathan Strother, who's first year, first full year pro, right? He was in Tennessee last year. Yeah, I mean, he deserves it probably. Was third, and then Norwood was fourth. But with those three, would, you're you're already at such a big advantage. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah, you're you're at a huge yeah. advantage. The I mean, the four by one, obviously, handoffs make such a bigger difference. Um, even with that, Coleman, Lyles, Gatlin is a massive. They probably throw Rogers on there. I'm guessing just as a uh, third, but if you're saying what's my ideal, oh, man, Rogers is still rock solid. But you know, if if so, go ahead. I was we'll saying if Holloway was no, the was... end of a long season, I would pick Holloway. But I I, I think he's right. his legs are, you know, at this point, I don't. I'm not super confident in him outrunning a lot of those guys. Here's the X factor. The X factor is Ronnie Baker. Yeah, because he got fifth in his first meet. Yeah, and he's gonna accept that spot now. If he runs in some diamond league, you know, he runs 
a nine nine in Birmingham, then I think you got to factor him in there as well too. Because like Otto said, you know you're going to put these other guys. You're going to throw Michael Norman on there and Grant Holloway. Well, who's going to be the person to tell runners four, five, and six that they're not yeah. going to get a chance to get on the track at all? I'm interested in the order too because Otto said he'd anchor with Lyles and keep was it was. Gatlin on the backstretch, so then you'd start with start with Coleman? Christian Coleman. Yeah, I, I I like that actually. Which, Just get out to a big lead, not, and it's not bad because you'd put Coleman can start. Coleman can also run a curve because he runs a two hundred. That seems like a good move, but I I like Lyles on the longer leg. I would almost anchor with Gatlin and put Lyles in, on, on the second leg, and then that just like who do you put on? Third, though, because Lyle's the best 200 guy. You think, okay, let's throw him on a curve, but you'd probably want him second or fourth. Yeah. And then if you if you put Mike Rogers on there, he's a good starter, too, and he's let off a bunch before. Do you put him first? And if so, then where do you put Coleman? You put Coleman third on the curve? Hmm. You got to keep Gatlin. The, the, the main thing is I think you have to keep Gatlin off of a curve. Because not that he's never run a bad 200 before, but I just think for maintenance purposes and to avoid disaster, you don't you don't want him on a curve, right? You want to you want to make sure the baton gets around smooth, and you have a big margin of error here too. Biggest rival, I would say, be Great Britain. Four by four, maybe it's Trinidad and Tobago again. Yeah, women's or Bahamas. I don't even know who's on the women's four by one team. This that's a great question. Well, I mean. So Daniels, Gardner, Kinnison, probably. I mean, Desiree Bryant's start was nuts in the hundred and the two hundred. Yeah, and she got and she got fourth in the hundred. So I could see her run in the hundred. I think their odds of third. I'd say they're, they they could win off. if the passes are clean, though. That's yeah. the thing. Like here, the U.S. is normally in the position of we have superior athletes and and a faster composite time, but we got to get the stick around. Now it's sort of flipped for the women's four by one. I think. They could make up time if they have cleaner passes. I was just gonna say, I, and which it, this this might be crazy, but I might just go out on this let. I think they have a better chance of not meddling than winning. Uh well, because not meddled by dropping. Well, you you, you have that. If in, they don't drop, you have that medal. in there as a possibility, so that contributes to it. Uh, Jamaica is way better than they are, it, and it's not close. And I trust Jamaica to get this. Well, the out. gap is well. Who's Jamaica's? Oh, if they have Brianna Williams, yeah, yeah, and, they, and they've got two ten seven girls. Who, I mean, that's you're talking a half second that those two are going to get alone. Well, and then Williams has run ten nine. Yeah, I mean, like, so like they they are vastly superior. It, it's it's okay. You convinced me. Yeah, but but I mean, it's and I'll say Jamaica's never screwed up an, uh, a relay. Like they screwed up a lot less than the U.S. and Great Britain does. But like they they're not impossible. Yeah. Okay, let's go to to Dennis. Yeah. Who wrote in uh about relays as well too. Who would you pick in the four by four between Oh, I oh no, I see what he did here. Who would you pick in a four by four? Wembley, Ellis, Jonathan Okolo versus the four meter hurdles team, Mohammed McLaughlin, Spencer, and Corey Carter or Shamir Little. Give me the hurdles. Uh, I mean, you got four for sure, fifty points there in the in the. I right now I'd say flat four hundred just because it's specialized, but 
if again, I think they're going to take a combo of those those two. No, I the, I, I, actual final. I I think the ceiling is higher on the hurdle team. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which for is sure. obvious to say, but like Sydney, <clears throat> we've seen her split forty nine multiple times. Muhammad showcase she just ran the world record. I'm going to go out on a limb and say she could split forty nine. Um, Spencer Carr, you know, like I, I, Shamir Little, like I, I could see them splitting fifty point, and I just I don't have, you know, Akolo's a, a fifty mid at this point. Well, she ran. Well, she ran that flat. So in a in a relay setting, I think she's not going to run slower than that. No, but I, I think she's I think she's like a fifty point five. I think. Yeah. I, it, so it's it's it would be it would be really interesting. But I kind of like. Like if you have Muhammad and Sydney going three four, coming from behind yeah. a little bit, I really, I, I wouldn't want to be the flat team with that. Yeah. All right, we got one here. Another one from Dennis. He he says, "I realized today that you discussed the four meter hurdles in the four by four. Sorry for the duplicate. To make up for my error, I cobbled together a video of the men's five thousand race. There's a soundtrack, so put your headphones on. I hope you enjoy. Oh, I miss this. Uh, I." That, well, it's a reference. It starts off with very dramatic music. I'll just explain it so uh, people not at our computer can tell. Didn't we say something about how that race got so ridiculous that it was going to be yakety sacks at some point? Oh, yeah. So it starts off very dramatic, and then it goes fast forward and it's playing yakety. It's very very well done. I, I, need, I, I will I absolutely watch that after this is over. <laughs> this is tremendous. So thank you, Dennis. Uh, let's go to Cameron. Yeah. Hey guys, been listening sporadically for two or so years now, and in the episodes before my time are the ones I've missed. Several inside jokes have emerged that have been referenced in other episodes. I'm confused about a few of them. Below is a list of jokes and references that I'd like explanations and background for, just mm-hmm. so I can enjoy the show more. Yeah. Uh, it's Cam from Georgia. I don't. Do we just? I mean, you got to listen every week. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't. Well, some of these are. That's how you get the jokes. Multiple years old, so that's fair. Um, I mean, if you want to explain it, I guess you you can be the good guy. Yeah, I'll be the good guy. Uh, Number one is easy double. Uh, We referenced this on the auto Bolden episode, but uh, going back a couple years to uh, Wade Van Niekirk, I said, you know, he was easily the best 400 meter on the world. Everyone knew that going in, Um, but it was, Hey, is he going to, is he also the best 200 meter on the world? And he decided to run that. We had auto on and we were talking about it and I, you know, in, in the year where, hey, the 200 is always kind of a forgotten event, people don't seem to run it. I said, hey, like this seems like this could be an easy double for Wade Van Niekirk. And Otto, with a perfectly auto response, like laughed it off. And hey, there's no such thing as an easy double. He made a point to it many, many times. Just like, hey, this is not, there's no such thing. No matter how good he looks, a 200, 400 double, you know, Michael Johnson did it. No one's done it. It's, it, it's so hard. And then, Ramel Guliev ends up winning the 200 meter <laughs> gold. Uh, so the easy double was, you know, that my just uh, stupidity. So it's, it's basically that's, that's it is you're just predicting a runner. Never call a double an easy double unless you're like Usain Bolt in his prime. Um, certainly if it's a, if it's an off event, easy double, you know, like mm-hmm. a two, four or something you don't see very often. Uh, two, he has majestic in quotes, which is the Cuddy Sark, which is this big uh, clipper ship uh, in in the middle of the London Marathon that happens. I was very excited to see that the first time I watched the London Marathon live. And uh, I just was very excited that there was this big pirate ship, basically, in the middle of it. And one time we had a British listener, who I now can't remember his name, call in 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry. But call in with a voicemail, and he was scouting out the course basically before uh, the London Marathon. And he said, uh, there's the Cuddy Sark, 17th century clipper ship. 17th, I think. Um, I think it's 18th, 18th century, century isn't clipper it? Ship. And he just said, ah, majestic, in an awesome British accent that we all immediately fell in love with. Three is the Cuddy Sark. Already explained that. Pretty much there. Four. 1869. 1869. So, okay. Wait. That's built, yeah, it's built in 1869. Okay, so, so 17th century. No, no, 19th, 19th century. Wow, oh, that's weird. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty young. Yeah, it's much younger than I thought. I don't think I ever looked that up. Uh, why Jason loves Wade Van Niekirk more than just because. Gotta listen. You got to listen for that. You can't explain that. <laughs> uh, just the Come dude on, runs Cam. himself into the hospital, and he's set the world record in the 400, and his name's Wade Van Niekirk. Pretty Those good. three things right there, good enough for me. Who's Braylon? Braylon is when we went to Eugene for the 2016 uh, Olympic trials. Uh, my first trip to to Eugene, we met up for a a run, um, and Braylon, nine year old, showed up uh, w- with his mom, and we all went for a run. And he was one of the coolest kids we've ever met, and listened to the show, and kept up with us. If not, if anything, we held him back. And so it's Braylon is just like this this uh, super cool, but now eleven or twelve year old at this point because it's been been a few years. Uh, and who's chief? Well, I don't think anybody can explain that. Yeah, you got to be there. He's an enigma. He's chief. everywhere and nowhere. He's got a voicemail. He's right behind up you. So to ask second. him. <laughs> and that's that's. He's got a voicemail. The yeah, the, the voicemail's the, coming up of the inside jokes. Yeah, hopefully it did a decent okay. job. But yeah, I understand. Like it's some of these go back years, and sometimes it's just we catch on to something. That's it, though. Ridiculous. We're not doing it anymore. We're not doing it anymore. I, this this Cam's the last one in the gate. Yeah. From here on out, you gotta listen. <laughs> I'll reference this point. We can be like, listen to episode four ninety eight at the end. We at episode at the thirty sixty three minute mark. Yeah. Well, he puts this gif on the bottom of michael scott saying i love inside jokes i'd love to be or it's just a screenshot i guess i love inside jokes i'd love to be a part of one someday <laughs> that's it so now you're part of it welcome all right yeah all right let's close out we got a voicemail from the aforementioned chief yeah what up boys chief from illinois well now indianapolis drink your milk braylon um just listening to the to episode 497 the usa recap um, Jason and Kevin, you keep mentioning the weather as a reason why the sprints weren't faster because of the track being wet. I guess my only counter argument to that is we had a world record set in the 400 meter hurdles, which you would think would be most affected by, or one of the races most affected by the weather on the same day that in the same conditions that we're talking about, the 200 not being fast. I'm not saying that the conditions were ripe for a world record in the 200, but I just think that mentally the 200-meter guys just were like, oh, the conditions aren't great. When, you know, again, the 400-meter hurdler, the women came out and even the men came out and, like, ran really well. So I just don't – I'm not buying that argument with that. Peace, boys. That was Chief calling in, and he's right. I guess we should have been more specific because when there's a world record, it's pretty fast. The headwinds. I mean, that was that's the biggest reason for the sprints. Yeah, 
So we've seen fast times in wet conditions, and a lot of that is due. And a meteorologist can write in and, and correct me, but when the high, when the humidity is that high, it makes it faster for the sprints. Now, if there's huge, enormous puddles on the track, <laughs> or if that water's hitting your then shins, then that's different. Right, but with the technology with all weather tracks, that gets neutralized, so you just have really good air conditions to sprint quickly in. But I think it was two things: it was, it was still the headwinds, which isn't that's not, you know in a 400 meter race, that's not going to be an issue that's really quantifiable right and the 200 was interesting because if you remember they had to do two 200s on one day which is not ideal and at like the world championships and and olympics at least recently they haven't had to do a a prelim and a final or sorry a semi-final and a final on the same day and i think that takes a little bit out of you and can slow things down is that the case for everybody? No, but I think it's the case for some people who are, bare, you know, they're trying their hardest just to get into that final, and then a couple hours later they got to run it. It's different than doing it in the hundred. I think that contributed a bit as well too. But humidity, man, it helps. It helps you run fast. Yeah, that yeah, that's fair. That's something we didn't mention. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it was like negative point nine or one point or something like that for the for the wind, which was obviously a much bigger deal. I don't know if there's anything psychological about water on the track. Like if it's wet, if you're just the tiniest bit in the back of your head worried about slipping or yeah. something like that. It's a, it's a possibility. Yeah. I honestly, I mean, I couldn't tell you that for sure. Yeah. I mean, when there's a world record though, in the 400 hurdles, you'd think hurdles would certainly be something that would be affected by rain. If anything was, uh, but obviously not. And Muhammad, I mean, that was just such a insane, amazing performance. I, it had stopped raining by that point. Too. It did. It was just wet. Yeah, it I wasn't. mean, when it's actually raining, I could see that even being more so, like, in effect of worried about falling or slipping or right. something like that. But well, and you got and you got a situation two years ago at NCAA's in Eugene where the women's hundred meter field could literally not see the finish line. Yeah, that that's different. But if it's just wet and you got all the benefit of the humidity with none of the drawbacks of getting pounded with water. And the conditions are relatively still. You can you, you can roll. I just think a lot of those guys were doubling back, and the women too. They'd run multiple races. It's at the end of the meet in the two hundred. The hundred, it was it was the headwind because obviously those. Jenna Daniels has the capability of running under eleven seconds, and she ran the best race of her life and ran slower than that. Yeah, that is it. It, it, it wasn't fast. And Coleman split like a nine nine high, which she hasn't done in a while too. Like, right. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's it. That's the show, houseofrun at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. Next week, we'll preview the Birmingham Diamond League because it's the following Sunday. So it'll be the five days in advance. Probably things will go out of date immediately. Special edition of the Birmingham Diamond League. But I think we'll be desperate to talk about some stuff again, Jason. Yeah, absolutely. But appreciate the the listeners for you know sending us a lot of good emails to keep us uh, keep us going in the slow week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, you can find the show on Stitcher. On is it? It's not even called. It's Apple Podcasts. I was going to say iTunes. So Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Yes, I did add us to that. Sound, SoundCloud. You can find it on a website on FlowTrack or HouseOfRun.com. There's just a lot of different methods with which you can you can play this podcast. So no excuses not to play it, guys. 
Come on. Yeah. I mean, you're listening now, so we're not really the people we're talking to are kind of. Yeah. Tell somebody else. Tell tell somebody else listening to the show who got into USAs and has the potential to be a complete nerd like us. Tell them. Tell them there's a podcast out there for them. They don't need to tell their friends and family about it. They can just listen on the low key. I know a lot of people don't tell their spouses that they listen, or when they do, they tell them, oh, I got this cool restaurant recommendation for this podcast, and then their spouse immediately dismisses it because they're like, what do these running people know about places to eat in Las Vegas? And then they find out that they're wrong. Anyway, that's another story for another day. (laughs) I'm Kevin. He's Jason. We'll talk to you guys next week. Jessica Ennis got a fresh quote from Pop on new Spurs assistant coach Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan doesn't know a lick about coaching. I don't even know why I hired him. <laughs> Pop Pop remains the goat. <laughs> <laughs>